1901, a woman by the name of Annie Taylor climbed into a barrel so that she could ride that barrel over Niagara Falls, the first person to do so. The reason for her crazy endeavor? She was struggling to make ends meet, and she was hoping for fame and financial security. It's Ryan from United Faith Mortgage, a faith and family mortgage team that tries to improve your financial outlook without having to ship you over a 170-foot waterfall. Our mortgage team happens to be an arm of a bigger company who is a direct lender, which means our company gets to use its own money and make its own decisions within its own walls. There's no middleman. This advantage often allows us to get you a better rate, which can save you monthly and lifelong money through a refinance, or help you with a cash-out refinance, cashing out some of your home's equity to use for life. We are United Faith Mortgage. United Faith Mortgage is a DBA of United Mortgage Corp. 25 Melville Park Road, Melville, New York. Licensed mortgage banker. For all licensing information, go to nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Corporate NMLS number 1330. Equal housing lender. Not licensed in Alaska, Hawaii, Georgia, Massachusetts, North Dakota, South Dakota, and Utah. Joining us is Glenn Lutchins. He's a licensed marriage and family therapist, and he's been in practice for the last 24 years in the Colorado Springs area. And he is joining us right now to talk about something that we've heard about called National Divorce Day. Uh, Glenn, first of all, thanks for joining us on Mornings with Tom and Tobby. You're very welcome. Good to be with you both. Well, it's great to have you with us, and um, we are thinking this is not a good after Christmas present. So mm. is there really such a thing as National Divorce Day? Well, the Doyle Law Group out of Raleigh, North Carolina, put together, uh, did some research on a number of different filings where people filed for divorce. And what they found was kind of that first uh, Monday after people are back to work, children are back at school, is the single day um, where the highest number of divorce filings take place. Uh, people may wait. There, there's a lot of online research on divorce that takes place before that in December, but that's often the, the date that is most common for, for divorce filings to actually occur. Okay. So, so um, I, I'm just going to ask you to get into the mind of some of these people that are making these decisions. I mean, why? Why wait through the holidays and then the why file like the very first possible moment in the new year? Hmm. I think there's several different reasons. Uh, one may be that people are looking for doing something new. It's very easy to presume that if I'm not happy, uh, my marriage is the cause of that. And so people may uh, say, hey, I want to I want to do something new. I want to do something for me. And uh, so, you know, beginning of January can be a time for that. A lot of times, too, there's a lot of stresses that Christmas and the Christmas holidays have. People can be um, stressed with, with guests, family visits, uh, and so there's just a lot more that's going on. Plus, I think people don't want to um, divorce right in the middle. Uh, people are, are often you know, off from work. Uh, they're, they're celebrating. Uh, lawyers are off from work. So you know, that, that first part of January is, is not uncommon for that to take place, unfortunately. Wow. So getting through the holidays, people are thinking, I don't want to uh, do this now. And this is very inconvenient, mm. but things have been brewing. Uh, do you think yeah. that uh, maybe at the beginning of the year, they're also, as most of us are, taking stock of the year before, maybe rehearsing some of the negative things and then thinking this year, I, I can see my the, my marriage myself going in this direction yeah, I think that there's there's that tendency that we have to um, kind of blame 
other factors for our unhappiness. It's it's very easy for people not to take ownership of their wholeness, uh, which is something that in Christ we can do. And instead, it's easy if a person's not experiencing the, the quote, joy of Christmas to say, well, it must be because of my marriage. My spouse is not fulfilling my expectations. Expectations, I think, have a lot to do with it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it becomes very easy to say, if I change this, then I will be happy. Unfortunately, that rarely is ever effective. Yeah, in my own life as well, just ideas like, I know, I'll do this, right? That's a great (laughs) idea. And it usually kind of ends up blowing up in my face, but I'm making an irrational decision in that moment. And and people are kind of walking through this. And I've heard that many people don't want to divorce through the holidays because they don't want to ruin it for the kids. But but just in the midst of all of this, you're, you're dealing with this tumult. It just doesn't seem healthy to be stuffing the way that you're feeling right now. It seems like regardless of the time, you should really start trying to find a way to work things out and work through them rather than avoid them. When we push our pain down, that's when things tend to go south and uh, it doesn't it doesn't help. So if we can be honest with the pain that we encounter, but I think a, another important factor too is that it's important to look for what is positive. Mm-hmm. If I'm only looking for the negative, you'll I'll find, find it. it. And if I'm looking for the positive, I'm looking for maybe those small steps. Maybe my spouse is not great with communication, but maybe he or she has taken a small step in a constructive way. Can I, can I see that? Can I affirm that in him or her and, and really acknowledge that, uh, that that's taking place? There's, there's a way in which positives will build upon each other. Um, Jesus talked about it a bit. Um, it almost sounds like Jesus was negative about it, but Jesus was talking about, you know, even, even the, you know, the unbelievers, um, you know, are nice to people who are nice to them. Um, it's kind of a natural phenomenon. It's kind of the way we're designed. Um, Jesus was talking about something beyond just the natural. He wanted people to be able to love even when, you know, their, their spouses or other people may not be responding in the best way, but it is important to look for those qualities that are affirming and give voice to those to our spouses. You're hearing from, uh, he's a licensed marriage and family therapist, is Glenn Lutchens, and he was telling us about National Divorce Day. But right now, we got to get into how to save your marriage if it's in trouble. That's right. And Glenn, thank you so much for being here with us on Mornings with Tom and Tommy. We, we talked about that and, and why people maybe make that decision to divorce. But it seems like if they make a different decision, if they decide to really start working on their marriage, there are things that they could probably put into place to help strengthen it. Lead us in that direction, would you? I think one of the most important things is realizing that we can listen well. Uh, It's not common. Um, A lot of us have not seen it growing up for a spouse or a parent to be able to affirm the emotion of their spouse uh, and to be able to just reflect that, be a mirror to the emotion that's going on because people want to be validated. Now, there are going to be times where people see things differently and they would maybe argue or have a difference of opinion as far as the emotional conclusion of their spouse. I sometimes think of Mr. and Mrs. Herod. Uh, we just celebrated Christmas here. And, you know, when you think of, of Herod and the emotions that he had surrounding um, a baby being born in Bethlehem, uh, there was fear, there was anger. 
And Mrs. Herod could validate those emotions. Now, I would hope at some point in time, not necessarily immediately, she might reapproach and say, hey, I have a little different perspective than you might on this. Are you open to hearing where I'm coming from? But I think that first step of validation really encourages a person to be open. And I would say if people can listen well, if if husband and wife can both uh, take that step to validate. A marriage gonna, is going to improve probably by at least 20%. If, if both couples do it, it probably can even be higher than that because we desire to be validated and to be heard. Mm. And so just, uh, again, just listening, respecting what that person is sharing without kind of negating it or coming against it mm-hmm. too quickly is how people feel validated, Right. 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 Yeah. Just to know that the way I'm feeling, you're accepting my emotion as it is. Again, it doesn't mean that I'm necessarily seeing it from the best vantage point. Um, But I I think our natural inclination many times is to try to and, and I think we're trying to be helpful when we say, hey, maybe you can look at it from this vantage point. But if we haven't first validated it, here, here's kind of an analogy. Validation is the first floor of the house. And if you don't validate a spouse's emotions, you're never going to get to the second floor, which the second floor may be that that time where I see it from a different vantage point. Proverbs talks about the wise person is open to correction. And there may be that second floor at times that, that we do need to give voice to. But if we're just trying to get to the second floor without the first floor, it's really hard to do. Okay, you're hearing from Glenn Lutchens, Focus on the Family, talking a little bit about ways to strengthen your marriage. And this will get you like 20%, which which is good, especially when you're struggling. But what would be one other step of moving away from validation and listening and listening well? Then how do you communicate well? Give us a couple of keys uh, to help strengthen our marriage that way. I think you want to be able to recognize that it's important to communicate what your concerns are. Uh, both in regards to what you see that is a concern to you. We need to be able to do that. But every time that we communicate a concern, let's say, for instance, if um, you know I came in, into the kitchen and my wife was reading and I said hello and she didn't look up from what she was reading and I shared, you know, I felt, I felt disregarded, I felt um, disconnected from you when I said hello and you didn't look up from what you were reading, that's a little bit of a... It's it's a withdrawal on the love account. Um, almost no matter how I word it, there's a little bit about it that that comes across that way. So one of the things that's also extremely important is to give voice to what I see my spouse doing well. That's going to be a deposit in that love bank. That's going to be a way of affirming them and acknowledging, even if it's a step. It may not be everything I want. Sometimes our expectations are kind of sky high. Um, but even if it's a step in the right direction, can I give voice to my spouse that I really respect and appreciate it? I think there's also the importance of recognizing that my spouse is not here to make me happy. We're in a relationship together, a covenant relationship, a lifetime covenant relationship as God has designed it. And, and so that relationship is one that can, can grow Uh, But there's also a wholeness that each person brings, hopefully, into that relationship. And if they don't bring the wholeness into the relationship, it's something that they can work on, as opposed to, okay, if we're going to have a happy marriage, you need to be like this or that. Uh, That often becomes the blame game, and that will often lead in a negative direction. 
Mm, wow. Uh, thank you so much for this. And you're hearing from Glenn Lutgens and um, talking about ways to keep marriages strong and healthy, even in the new year, even when there's been difficulty. Um, and so I'm sure, Glenn, you have some resources, too, that you can share, maybe just a couple um, for those who may want to read a little bit more. Okay. Um, people can certainly give us a call at uh, 1-800-A-FAMILY and say they would like to speak with a counselor. It's not counseling. It's a one-time consultation, but we'd be more than happy to talk with people, whatever. Uh, I say it's, you know, toilet training to suicide. We, we cover a lot of ground. Marriage is a pretty common area. Uh, I would say um, nine lies that will destroy your marriage is based on the book that's used as the framework for the Hope Restored Marriage Intensive. When a marriage is really in a tough place, our marriage intensive, God has used that in amazing ways. I remember I observed a group intensive several years ago and one couple was halfway through a divorce. And as a result of their time in that intensive, they made a shift and worked toward resolving those problems and moving forward in their marriage.